0: Raising
1: Unicorns. Nice. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Raising Unicorns. Yeah. Off- <laughs> <through> the horn. <laughs> Today on the podcast, we have the one and freaking only
0: Keith Grover. Hello, Keith. Hello, and I'm here with the one and only Shane Rickard. In the
1: trenches at HB.
0: Keith is
1: one of our Swiss army knives, as I would call him, is he is really good at managing a lot of different things and having his skill set kind of honed in many different areas. Doing production for the podcast is a big one. One of the other big things that Keith does at Harmon Brothers is he does all the behind the scenes, uh, manages all those big campaigns, which are many and are a lot more complex than people realize when you have to coordinate several different shooting days with Mm -hmm. people who are busy and complex schedules with writers. It's a big ordeal and they don't just make themselves, even though.
0: It, I mean, that it's be been nice. fun the whole time.
1: So Keith has always done those as well as uh, in more recent years. Keith has done on set sound as well as like shot a bunch of stuff for us, uh, both in the behind the scenes stuff and some stuff at for ads. Mm-hmm. So one of the things we want to bring on Keith today uh, to talk about is the importance of lighting and sound because those are two that Keith has had the most experience with in, in Having an impact on our ads and on specifically onset sound. And so one of the things that like I think bringing on Keith would be good because we have a lot of listeners who are maybe entrepreneurs mm-hmm. or maybe like smaller marketing agencies who aren't getting huge multi hundred thousand dollar budget shoots um, booked or have that like something that is at their disposal for where their company's at mm-hmm. financially. So Keith has always been the scrappy guy who can pull off miracles <laughs> with very little budget. <laughs>
0: Uh, that's very nice of you to say, I guess. It, I mean, it is. I mean, it's, it,
1: I know like when Keith actually has a budget on a shoot he's on, he's like, I can do that. So talk me through Keith kind of like the, the, I would say, I think for the most helpful thing for our audience is like someone who's going to go make their own, their own ad for the first time. It's mm-hmm. not like something like, that's just like, you know, that actually has to have on set sound for the first time. Yeah. What are like some of your top, th- top few things that you would have advise to do or keep uh, pay attention to or learn how to do or equipment to buy or rent specifically.
0: It honestly depends on what you're about to film, right? Like the sound that you can record on your phone is better than it was two years ago.
1: I would say it's shockingly good. Oh yeah. For what it is.
0: I even think that some of the temp sounds that Tuttle Twins has used in their actual show. Yeah were recorded on phones. Yeah,
1: it's true. I mean, like, I remember when we first started, I first started making ads back, you know, 20, circa 2011. So now, like... 12 years ago those old school phones we used to record on would sound so bad they'd, they'd sound like a gramophone mm-hmm. like recording next to like an actual recording oh yeah you can be really really scrappy that's mm-hmm. shocking how much you can record with just a phone oh yeah and and even doing like selfie videos okay so we got like that's like the scrappiest lowest level like what words of advice or pieces of equipment would you recommend using for like say it, you're doing your first like actual on-set commercial mm-hmm. they can't the actors can't be holding a, a phone while they're acting like what pieces of essential equipment and what advice would you have to like for a first time company who's trying to really scrap it on their own they're you know small startup but they know they need to do video advertising for where they're at they don't have a budget to go out
0: of house what do you do first off see what you have available to you harman brothers actually made an ad that was fairly cheap we we
1: had i did it so we had
0: one of these microphones and a c-stand that would be able to handle it And so we included it as part of the ad. Yes. So if you want to be scrappy, you can see what you have like that. If not, I would suggest getting at least a lavalier. All of my BTS interviews are done with lav. With lav, you kind of have to be more cautious about the surroundings. So if there's like an air conditioner on or people talking in the background, you'll definitely hear that. Another thing you could get is a boom. Depending on like if you have multiple people, you might just want to boom and just like throw that boom around over top of everyone
1: yeah so the boot just so those who don't know a boom is like this big extension pole almost looks like a painter's pole that has a hookup and then you put mount a microphone on there it's what you always see in like behind the scenes of movies a guy mm-hmm. hanging over his head being like,
0: you know? and it's specifically a directional mic yeah. so uh Whatever the mic is pointing at is what it's going to pick up the most.
1: And eliminate most of the stuff not that's aimed right at it. That is correct. So we'll talk about like going straight into camera for recording versus like maybe going into a recorder.
0: With that one, it also depends. It depends on the camera that you're using. Some cameras actually have fairly good audio mixing in camera. As for recorders, you can get some fairly cheap recorders. I think the one that we're rec- recording this podcast on is like $200, and it has four inputs. So you can have four microphones hooked up at the same time.
1: Which is nice, because if you have two actors and you've got lobs on each of them, mm-hmm. you're boom, if you're up to three, You know, before even adding anything else in. Yep. You guys have a great, I'm gonna tell you, audience right now. Back in my day, <laughs> we had to walk uphill backwards uphill backwards you heard me but no we had crappier recorders and like mm-hmm. the, the recorders were giant and had like two inputs in them and like they're bulky and like the packs were monstrous now the law packs are like
0: oh they're, they're like one eighth the size oh, they're so tiny
1: and so anyway that, that's what i'm saying like the technology they have now for crazy cheap prices like because mm-hmm. like also too like the sennheiser laugh pack that i bought in 2012 so a little over 10 years ago yeah was like 700 dollars and it was like big and bulky. It was built like a tank, which is a good thing, but like it didn't have any screen. It had a tiny little LCD screen. Like it was very confusing to use, mm-hmm. decent quality of mic. But it was like, that was like an entry level to like a, the first reputable brand yeah. to, like on that list. Now you've got stuff like Rode goes and like the DJI Lab packs, which are crazy. Oh,
0: they're they super crazy. For ease of use, you are replacing some- You're
1: sacrificing some quality. Some quality
0: that you could control with a more professional microphone.
1: Yeah, sure. And I think it's like, it's always a pick and choose your battle, right? Between like, like how many features do you want versus how much you'll actually make use of, you know? And that's where like, oftentimes if it's your first video, I would just go with something as simple as possible. Yeah, It could even be like a lav mic. You buy a wired lav mic that goes into a phone. Those are super
0: cheap too. You got a couple for $20 so we could get some... I wouldn't recommend the wireless ones because those ones kind of suck because it's going over (laughs) Bluetooth and Bluetooth compresses the crap out of the
1: audio. But those are a couple of wired ones we got Mm -hmm. that actually have really good sound because it's, you know, it's not going over Bluetooth and compressing it. Those ones are like 50 bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that, like, you can still hide those because they're lav mics. They're little tiny lapel mics that you can put underneath the clothes and still record to a phone easy enough.
0: Well, I mean, look at what Lumi's producing today, right? Uh, it's, it's just someone talking to a camera. True. So either they're it. using a microphone that's being plugged right into the phone or it's being recorded just on the native on phone. The native phone.
1: Yeah. Like what's our, what are your go-to pieces of equipment and what tips do you have for people on like the lighting side of things? Cause I think that is, I think sound is one thing. They can kind of wrap their heads around on some yeah. level because they know how an iPhone records. They know how to like like they understand like microphones will make it better if you have a lav plugged into a phone. Mm-hmm. But, like lighting is like a whole nother beast. People are like, I don't know, I got lights <laughs> in my house, like, but like, okay, so if you were saying like if someone was like, okay, I need to get a few lights, like, or what advice would you be around lighting in general kay. that you would give them to like for like a really small but like p- face to camera pitch person video that they need to produce? What would so you
0: say? my best friend and the light that I always go to is the window source. Boom, the sun, the giant fusion reactor in
1: the sky. Oh yeah.
0: So usually when I get to a location, I try to see where the windows are located and Mm -hmm. if there is a spot where I can film there. Something that makes it look pretty in the background or whatever. Yeah.
1: So uh, like for, for those of you guys who don't know, like when, you, when Keith is talking about the window light, he's not talking about like, hey, where is the window that has the sunlight streaming straight into it? That is correct. Usually it's a north facing window because what you want is you want the sunlight to be bouncing off of something else. And then coming in through a window that's on the shadowed side of the house. Yeah. And the reason that is, is because if you have direct light, it's very harsh, it's very brutal, and it's really hard it
0: looks f- bad. It looks bad. It's not complimentary. It's not good for your cameras either. Yeah. It, something will either be blown out or underexposed.
1: Yeah. Or just too harsh and not complimentary on someone's yeah. face. So you want that really soft, diffused light because when the light comes in and bounces off of other objects, it gets nice and soft. There's nice wrap on it, meaning mm-hmm. it, like the source is really big. So it's like a smooth gradient from like light to dark versus like having these crazy harsh shadows that make people look like have sunken eyes or like really crazy big noses because mm-hmm. it makes the humongous shadow. So yeah, it's a, it's like you want to make sure you get that north window light or indirect window light Yeah, when you're opening up, gets it nice and soft. And it's easy to then like come in with like what you were saying, the panel lights to get a little bit of fill to yeah. balance it out. And it's a little bit easier because usually the key light, which is like the light that you're the brightest side of the face that's being lit, Is by your key light, that's the hardest one to replicate or get. Mm -hmm. Usually you have to do big diffusion panels that are like four by fours or eight by eights. If you're doing full body, sometimes even twelve by twelves, which are expensive and Annoying and giant setup. Oh yeah. But if you got a really good window source, usually those windows are you know three four feet wide and three four feet tall. That's a huge source of very soft, high quality light.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: probably one might say the perfect light. Oh, it's
0: it's great light. It's you know, It's even better if it's a cloudy day.
1: Yeah, I get that soft. Ooh, so it, soft. Oh, it's so ooh, soft. So buttery soft. Oh like yeah.
0: Wrapping around. If the only light that you had, say you're in a room with one window. That has direct light through it. Just throw some diffusion over it. Either like blinds or hopefully they have like one of those, uh, you know, the blinds that are the roller shades. Yeah. The roller yeah. shades that kind of let light seep through.
1: Yeah. And if you're going really scrappy, this is just a tip here. Like when uh, my wife and I first moved into our house, we didn't have blinds and cause we didn't have money. And so we we're like, well, we don't want people looking at us in our windows. Cause we have neighbors that are like 10 feet away. <laughs> And so, we just got, like, those tension rods, like, mm-hmm. from, like, Walmart for a couple bucks a piece. And then just took a bunch of old king sheets that we had that were, like, white. And then just ran them through the the hem on the top. Mm-hmm. And it actually turned out, like, we didn't replace them for, like, two years because we're cheap. And because it actually the, – the linen actually made a really nice, beautiful, soft light. Oh, yeah. And still let in a lot of light in the environment. Mm-hmm. So, you don't have to get, like – you know, a specific like, you know, a diffusion panel, even though those are nice when you like oh, have yeah. those and the, the silks and you know, stuff like that that look really pretty. But like even just linens like can be really, really pretty and still do the job just as good. You'd never know.
0: Mm-hmm. There are two things along that uh, along those lines that uh, I keep in my travel pack at all times. One of them is a white sheet for a king bed. Nice. And the second is a shower curtain.
1: A shower curtain,
0: a plastic shower curtain. A plastic shower curtain. Is it
1: like a? Is it a little opaque one? We talking purely clear?
0: Um, it's it's more opaque, but like I had to go shopping for it. It's it's the kind that has the texture on it. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So Mm -hmm. it gives it. It's like more of a frost diffusion. Yeah, rather than a yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, cause that, yeah, if it's, if it's clear, it's just going to go straight through it. But yeah. like, if you have a little bit of that frosted, all that does is it has that texture and it breaks up the light and mm-hmm. softens it up really nicely.
0: And I got those both for under $15 yeah. at Walmart.
1: And it's, it's amazing. I mean, the, the, I think people would be shocked on the podcast to know how many of those we've actually used for close-up product <laughs> shots yeah. for big brands where we have like, we missed a shot or we didn't get the right mm-hmm. shot or we, we realized, Oh, it'd be really nice to have this. And we've shot it in our studio, like little basement like space with a light and a shower curtain Mm -hmm. or a
0: sheet so say the the lights super diffused as it's coming through the window you can throw it on the other side for fill just bounce Mm -hmm. put that white sheet on the other side and all of a sudden you have a well lit person yeah it's crazy what you can do with like one light source and a bounce It's just something you kind of have to experiment with and play with to find what you want.
1: I think that's a very good point. Like I think too, if if this is any entrepreneurs or like small business owners who are like trying to do something on your own, like if you're not gonna bring in someone that already has some level of knowledge on this, like just plan for it taking a lot longer and you have to mess around with it. You're probably going to want to watch a lot of YouTube videos ahead of time to Mm -hmm. understand basic lighting or basic sound principles so you can get that stuff done. Or you're just going to have to take a long time on set shooting some product videos, learning very quickly on YouTube. But it can be fairly simple and scrappy and still look really, really great. Yeah. And I think that's what we've learned here at Harm Brothers is like it just takes it takes a lot of effort to do that. Yeah. But if you know like what to do and how to like like what you have at your disposal, you can maximize that to make it look way better than it would be otherwise. Yeah. Point is, is when you're filming something, if you're a small business and you're filming something, you'll get better. Like yeah. before, Don't take like the first shoot you do is like, well, this is going to be this hard every time. Yeah. You'll get adapted and do it over and over and over again really fast. Cause like, And that's how it was like when I worked at a product company on their video team, like for a company called Aura Brush. Um, we got like me and there's a couple other guys that worked there got really good mm-hmm. at knowing how to do product shots of this thing, how to light it right. Because it was a tough product to shoot because it was white. Yeah. And they always wanted it because it was a dental product and they always wanted it. On a white background and it was kind of hard because we had to figure out a way to make it still look white and pristine with the background being white but having it show separation between yeah. it but you can't you can't darken it too much because you don't want it to look dingy compared to the white background yeah but it was like stuff like that where we figured out tips and tricks of like along the way of shooting this thing a thousand times mm-hmm. or we could shoot those things pretty quickly with the you know with our eyes closed keith thanks so much this has been awesome man yeah any, any parting words if we wanted to still this down to like one parting like insight or wisdom over your years of doing sound on set and shooting things for us? What would your parting wisdom be? Uh, Here's my
0: wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> the, the best wisdom is just get your hands dirty and do it. Thank you for watching Raising Unicorns. Subscribe now.